Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to episode 82 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where we fade music for your ear holes. Pleasure. We fade your holes. What? Well, no, that... that Big thanks to Merka for sponsoring this week's episode. <laughs> Can we start over? Pete's... I want to start no. over. Merka knows what they paid for. It's never too early to start over? They... It's never too early to start over. Go. They know what they paid for. It's never too early to quit. No, well, but seriously, Well, Big Dan had a stroke last sponsors. week because we didn't fade the music. <laughs> I know, I know. Mike faded it well like this week. I was, he faded it, it really well. It was like I was driving Top through a backcountry road and a deer jumped, jumped right in front of my car. And that's what Dan's yeah. face looked like. It when, was like, it was really I abrasive. And then the it was like a week. smooth transition. <laughs> hey, but what else can do that? Speaking of abrasives, uh, Abernet, that stuff is real abrasive, and we love it here. Big thanks to Merca for sponsoring this week's episode. They make fantastic sanders. We love them very much. We really do. They're really great. I always reach for my Merca and my Mercas, and they just work really well. I know these guys do too. You can check out the Abernet uh, sand net paper. They've got the traditional paper as well. That's all hook and loop. Uh, they got a bunch of different polishing options, but the really great thing about their stuff is that it's dust free, like really. Yeah dust free sanding it's amazing like there's no no mess after you're done and um just love it works great so big thanks to Merca. if you don't check if you don't follow them on social media go check them out they're on every platform and uh that's not helpful dan if you could not point to paco while i'm doing the big read for Merca, that'd be great uh <laughs> i'm gonna fade out now and we're gonna go right <laughs> mike's gonna fade out to me so again <laughs> because now yeah i'm gonna throw it back to me uh, thanks me. No problem. Me, uh, big thanks to our friends over in the meh army over on patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all the support you guys give us over there. If you wanted to support the show monetarily, you should go check out on, uh, patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. And you can, we got like four tiers available over there that you can sponsor the show at. So, um, if you want to check that out, that'd be great. Um, uh, but as always the best way to share the show or the best way to support the show is to give us just straight bog like bags of cash. So if you could send all those bags of cash to no, I'm just kidding. No, you uh, just share the review. show. That really helps the show most. <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah, bags of cash review. No, uh, but yeah, you could support the show over on Patreon.com. The other way is to support mm-hmm. our sponsors. So go check out our sponsors. Check out give, give them some love and check out our patrons. So, um, yeah, check out our yeah. The other patron, check out our patrons. And while you're there, sign <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Also, our patrons. Yeah. Dust free. Dust free. They're also dust free. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can. I can. Yeah, no. Oh, except mm. Dusty Lumber Co. <clears throat> Dusty Lumber Co. He's a big patron. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> so, listen, our next segment that we do now is called Reviews. And luckily for us, we have a new song that we play for that. And it's it's really sweeping the internet right now. I've seen it on more posts than I haven't. So, and it goes a little something like this <laughs> Go, Black Betty, Ramble Ham. It's so good. So I love it every time. I've seen that song I know, I, I, on so many reels lately. <laughs> not obviously not me singing it. It's much better when right. uh, I wish it was you. Ram Jam sings it. Who? Ram Jam. There's another version? You already got remixed? Dude. No. That's awesome. Did somebody duet you? 
That's no. great. That's great. Someone duetted you on TikTok. <laughs> uh, listen, we have a review. We have one new review, which is far less than we should have, but That's it's it? good enough. So this first review is from Threat Level Midnight 69. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What? <laughs> fantastic someone's a uh, threat level mid- <laughs> uh, welcome back to the office after finishing watching the office for the fifth time and hearing that a bunch of the cast had podcasts of their own i went on a hunt i came across this podcast on its first episode where mike goes to prison <laughs> steve carell <laughs> returns as prison mike with a different voice but the same affinity <laughs> for jokes and giggling and his new friends dan and pete <laughs> i appreciate how dedicated carell is to this character <laughs> As he stayed in character for almost two years worth of podcasts, eight out of four would totally recommend. <laughs> Has it been two years? Good. That is, that is oh my gosh, just, yeah, that's crazy. Every time we go and cut it, he just pulls off the and mask cut. and just Corel like, and okay, Carell, guys, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> Thanks. Was Steve. that your Corel? First of all, that was amazing. <laughs> that was um, actually my Pam. Anyway. Oh, that was your pan? <laughs> that explains the arousal. Office ladies. Um, well, office ladies. Um, look, now that we've gotten done with that segment, and we're just really rapid firing through this because I'm going to fall asleep at any minute. <laughs> I'm so tired. Wait, am I doing it first or is Dan? But we're going to have Dan you sing and then first because Dan, Dan's me. voice. And then something I didn't bring like up Dan to, to you. Go first. Uh, I, that I, I, I have wanted, no idea what's going on. I wanted on. to do a topic today, Matt. Mike, and I'm just... Gonna Did you just call him Matt? Paul? Matt? I almost called him Matt. Yeah, I'm like losing my mind. I'm Matt, Paul, <laughs> Matt David. And Paul and okay, Paul. Still Dan somehow. Matt, Paul, and David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, everyone shut up and listen. What's on my bench? First, I'm going to go first, I guess, because Pete Thank has well, insisted that you go first. Paul, what'd you he call me, Matt? Pete has insisted that Matt goes first. And as Let, everyone knows, when he calls someone Matt, it's Let me. Dat Maimon so, go first. Dan, you go first. I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. Wait, wait, poke me with a stick when you're ready. Uh, don't go far. My week has been pretty boring. I haven't done much wah, wah. this week. I know. I'm not moving. I've told you guys this. I'm not moving. I, I don't have a whole lot going on. Etsy Don't you run a life. business? Two businesses? I, but yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I stick to the woodworking stuff. Nobody wants to hear Everything's about Everything's running perfectly. There's no cool stories. Just, yeah. Yeah. I did the it, thing. It's all, it's all pretty it's smooth selling. Like, I have nothing to share. Everything works smoothly and operates great. Um, Heard you shot a I bunch did, of people I in did. a park? Uh, no. What? what? Did you have with like a, a mini session with a cannon? He shot people with no, a cannon. No, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. That's oh, next yeah. week. <laughs> next. Oh, it's come. Well, it's tomorrow. It's this coming weekend, actually, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. October third. Yep. I'm gonna shoot like ten people in a park. People with a cannon. <laughs> yeah, with Hear a cannon. Hear that, Omaha police. <laughs> uh back to woodworking. I did finish those slide tables that I need to send to San Francisco. I just need to create them up and uh figure that out. I'm gonna be hitting up Pete because he Freight has Pros. Yeah. Pete has worked with the the crate the crating. It's pronounced freight, not crate. Freighting, freight freighter. Bill freighter. Thick packaging is what it's called. Yes, you you've worked with those with with whatever that is that company. It's called freight. Why are you having a stroke? Freight pros. Uh, I don't know. Freight pros. Freight pros. 
Yeah. Yes, freight bros. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hitting you up and getting some advice from you because I have if no you want idea some where slightly this, less yeah. professional guys use freight bros. Freight bros. They're not quite as it, good. Also, but they're pretty cool. If you listen to episode 28, you can <laughs> two guys hear in a freight talk truck about shipping a a lathe from Nebraska. So go back and listen. Yes, yes, yes. Pete did. did you just look that, that That's what I'm getting. No, at. I'm Pete just talking for a louder number. A, a, a freight, a freight company to ship the the lathe from my shop to his shop. So, I've never I've never freighted anything. So, it's going to be a new experience for me. I need Howard. to figure out. I need to figure out how to nest those things uh, to where they're not going to damage each other because mm. there's three other tables, and that's going to be a little tricky. Do they not fit inside each other? No, because they're all kind of like custom. Russian sliding tables. No, no, they're not Russian sliding tables. Uh, I'm probably going to have to pack them with a lot of cardboard. I don't know. I haven't even figured it out yet. I haven't even wrapped my mind around it yet. It's, 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 I'm going to be honest. It's been a little bit of, little bit of uh, anxiety for me dealing with that. And I don't even know where to begin. So stress. Anyway. That's that's like the the height of my stress. I want to hear about Mike's stress. <laughs> I want to hear your anguish. Um, <laughs> I'm just under the gun to finish getting everything done to put this other house up for sale. We haven't we have things going on here, but I haven't been able to work in my shop. I haven't been able to do anything really. Um, I'm just really tired. I'm working a lot. Like I'm working a lot of. I'm doing a lot of work that I don't enjoy. <laughs> so, and I'm like, uh, I'm getting help from people, which is nice. Friends are coming and helping, but it's by and large, I'm doing it by myself. So it's really exhausting. Dan's a walrus right now. This isn't helping. <laughs> I am the <laughs> so, walrus. Um, I am the walrus. Um, yeah. So I'm just getting things ready at the old house, uh, tearing out the old shop, moving stuff over here. I've got my, my contractor friend doing work over there. Uh, we had a, um, uh, well, actually, you know, I guess I should say last weekend we moved my my big pieces of equipment and basically all the big tools from the shop over to the new shop. So I had rented a uh, I had rented two six k reach lifts and got a lot of maybe six k reach lift. Is are you like are you like an Instagram like boost post ad? I'll give you six k reach I, for five dollars. I give you six k reach. Many follower. <laughs> I got one of those um, today, and I told him to kindly walk off a cliff into a volcano. How do you know they're from Hawaii? Wow. That's a. I don't know. I just, you know, that's <laughs> what I wish for them. Go on. Um, back to you. What was I talking about? Oh, oh the no. shop. Yeah, I moved the shop. Yeah, we moved the shop. The shop. We got that all done last week. Uh, well, all the big stuff. So I'm in the middle of getting all the other stuff done. I had to finish up a table. I did do a uh, a maple tabletop for a guy. Just the top, and I uh, made some C channel. It was a just four by eight maple tabletop. Yeah, just the top. He wants to do the rest. He he did like a pine base or something. I don't know. But the uh, the top came out really sick. Like I forgot how. I just really like maple a lot. It's like a cheaper wood, but man, is it? It's a. It's a. It looks really good when it's all when I oriented the grain and he's like, just make it look how you think it would look good. So I did all the grain orientation on it and made it look really nice. Okay, this might be what? a silly question right now, but like, do you know what kind of maple it was? Was it hard maple? Was it silver maple? It was hard maple. Was it? Soft it was hard maple. maple. Okay. It was all hard maple. That thing weighed. It was. Uh, it was. It was basically uh, surface down to uh, seven quarter. And when I was done with it, because two of the pieces were twisting really bad after I'd milled them, so when I was done with it, it was about an inch and a half thick final thickness. 
and it was four, it was 46 inches wide and 96 inches long. That thing was crazy heavy. And I put That's three big. pieces of C channel in it. Yeah, it's a big table. It was beefy. So, um, anyway, that got done. And then I, um, just moved a lot of stuff. So this weekend or tomorrow, I'm going to be over there moving all the lumber out of the shop with my friend Sean. His, uh, he's on Instagram, his pen makers. He's the uh, guy that runs the bandsaw mill over at Urban Wood Rescue. Pen is makers? Um, Pen, yeah, Pen is Makers Club. Uh, no, he's a good. He's a good dude. He's yeah. been really helpful. He's been helping me a lot for this. He's helped out so. a lot in the past too, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm hearing his name pop up. A yeah, lot. he's a good dude. Yeah, he he's he's a good guy. He's he's always really helpful. So he um he's coming tomorrow. We're just gonna move as much of the well. We should be able to get all the lumber moved over to the new shop, and um and then Saturday we're ripping out all the plumbing, which is my dust collection plumbing. Me and my cousin, and then my uncle's coming over. He's going to disconnect all the power from the panel, and I'm going to rip out all the electrical and bring over what I can to the new shop, uh, so that I don't have to pay. You know, all those outlets I can reuse because we did everything through conduit. So this stuff adds up. we're going to pull everything we can. Yeah, I mean it's like twenty eight hundred dollars worth of plugs and yeah. stuff in there so especially now right now it's really hard to get electrical because of uh supply and demand or supply chain issues so you're telling me two um, months ago it was a nightmare i couldn't get the all the outlets i either. mean it's still bad yeah i mean when i was well anyway i'll go into that too so Talk about that so um that's boring all the move stuff but the uh uh really good news this week for me in the shop was that i was able to get a separate address for my shop and if you've been following along and I don't know why you would because it's boring. But if you've been following along, I've been having issues with the power. And uh, basically, the plan was originally was to put a um, a meter on the new shop so it would have its own panel. And then the county told me I couldn't do that because it wasn't a dwelling be- and I didn't have a separate address for it. And then we were going to try to run a sub-panel out there and up my main panel at my house. Um, and then that turned out that was going to be crazy expensive. Um and now we've decided the best thing to do is to get another address for that shop, which the county had told me I couldn't do, but the county department that told me that was not under the authority to tell me that. It wasn't the correct department. The building department was telling me, hey, you can't do this unless it's a dwelling. Well, it's not true. So I went to the department that actually handles that, which is the surveyor's office, and they issued me uh, a new address in like four days. So I got that address. Today is a Thursday, with the 30th or something <laughs> of September. I got that uh, yesterday. Uh, on a Wednesday, and I went to the building department this morning. Got, what's up? Sorry, did you have to subdivide your property in any way? No, it's just another address on my same parcel. Really, I didn't know you could do so, that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of yeah. also asking for like people that a lot of people out there have big properties. I didn't realize that. I mean, it's every county is every right, county okay. is probably different, different. I would imagine, yeah. but well, that's but cool that they could do I, that. I, I, I was just I, thinking, like, I talked to my contractor shop. and. No, it's. I talked to the contractor, and he's like, I do it all the time, and he doesn't just work in this county, so it, it might very well be normal, but I don't have to subdivide it out. It's just two addresses on my property. It has its own driveway to the shop, so I just have to put up the prop. Like, I have to put our address on our house, and I have to put our a- the address on the shop, and then I, I, I'm going to go put up a mailbox this weekend, That's too. That's sick. I already went to the post office and already informed them, so Coffee Custom Builds has its own address, which I am... It's very weird, but I'm actually really excited that Coffee Custom Bills has its own address. It's kind of cool. It feels kind of legit. Yeah, it's still a mile away, but it, feel, it feels kind of cool. It like legitimizes it a bit that my business has its own address, so it's kind of cool. But um, uh, so anyway, we're uh, we got some <clears throat> other good news that the power company, my electrician, is buddies with a guy who works at the power company, 
They pulled the ID tag for my transformer that feeds to my house, and he was able to confirm that that transformer can supply 200 more amps out of it, so I will have all the power I need for the shop. So the house will have 200, the shop will have 200, that's and awesome. I'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah, to explain I'm it, really anyone that's confused, that. the previous thing was he was going to have to have a separate line run to to like that property, so you don't have to, which is dope. No, I have to have a separate line run. But no, but I mean, like, not from meter. like the street, like from because weren't they originally no, they were saying they're going to have yeah. to run a second thing completely from another? I am. Oh, yeah, that's, that's still doing. the same that's thing. That's the cheapest route. Oh, so okay. here's the reason. So if I go to if I up my house to 400 and do a 200 amp sub panel, 400 amp overhead supply panels out here, they're four thousand to five thousand dollars a piece. Pass. So just sell your CNC. Yeah. So it's cheaper to just have my own pull, telephone poles dropped or power poles, not telephone poles, my own power poles dropped and have a 200 amp put in because um, those are only like 700 bucks. And then the work mm-hmm. to put the poles in is, you know how much it costs to get poles in. Yeah. You did it in Y2K. We did it for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm from poles are free. <laughs> no, we did, uh, we got uh, it's gonna be like I don't know, fifteen hundred, two thousand bucks, and then the it's electrical work. So instead of it being like fifteen thousand dollars to get power to my shop, it's looking like it's gonna be like five to seven, which is way better. It's not great, but I'm according gonna be to my math, that's really cheaper. That rough, yeah, based on based on my knowledge of numbers, real tight margins, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's real close. So anyway, that's really exciting. I'm hoping to have more of an idea about that. I was supposed to have an email from the power company today. Um, I'm knowing the person I'm dealing with over there. I'll probably get it first thing in the morning and then I'll have a better idea of what's going on from there. So that's kind of my week. I just am really tired and kind of stressed out. But next week, I'm going to be flying out to Pete's. Um, I think we've kind of decided how we're doing the show next week. I think we're doing a show on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to record together and then we'll do a pre-show on Thursday. So get and your then questions I will edit in. The show. If you're listening to this, get your questions yeah, we'll in do the call. today. Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll do the call. Yep. We'll, we're going to get your questions in now. We'll do our show, and then we'll do a pre-show Thursday. And then after the pre-show, I'm going to spend time with my family. And then we're I'm going to be hopping on a plane that night, um, taking a red eye out to Pete's. And um, we'll talk more about that on Tuesday when we do the show. So that's going to be nice. I'm I guess I could have talked about really that what's about on that. my bench, but I, I forgot all Didn't about it. Didn't you get some stuff guess, for your CNC too? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, uh, so, Mike, yeah. toss it back to Dan. <laughs> Pete, Dan, back to you. Dan, what else you got going uh, on? So apparently I'm going to Pete's on – I'm actually headed to Pete's on Wednesday night. I'm I'm, hap, I'm hopping on a plane at 3 p.m. Omaha time, and I'm going to land at LaGuardia. <coughs> I mean, if you want to stalk me. Wait. At about 11. LaGuardia? Wait, you go to LaGuardia? You're going to LaGuardia? I think so. Did <laughs> – Oh, is this all new information? Uh, to my knowledge, it was uh, Newark International. Newark. <laughs> if you're going, to, you're, to go to Newark. if you're going to LaGuardia, I have to drive an hour and a half in a different direction. I will <laughs> give you updated information as soon as the show is over. All right. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. I'm landing in a town called Phoenix, wait, wait. Arizona, New Jersey. So I know your time changed. But I have your I have your ticket info here. Hold on. Uh, Did I Dan, send you my ticket info? No, it says Dan um, arrives at EWR. I have your it's Newark. Oh yeah, EWR. Is that not LaGuardia? That's, that's Newark. Newark. That's e, Newark. Oh, e yeah, stands okay. for Newark. Newark is it's got a silent E in the beginning. <laughs> All Newark. right. EWR. In Newark. 
Um, so Fly Desolate is Wardia. Like, like we all get that out. <laughs> but it's I far. also got my uh, journeyman rail in. My uh, big boy journeyman rail for the Onefinity CNC. It's actually still in the box. I haven't unboxed it yet. I need to set that what? up. What? But I don't I don't think I'm going to do it until no, we don't get do it back Christmas. from New Jersey because Pete has his. I want to see his footprint. <clears throat> and hopefully Whoa. he's going to have his uh, spindle set up and everything. Yeah, and I want to see I want to see how all that works <clears throat> before I do it all. So, let's hear what Pete has to say now that I've talked twice. For Dan, I'm really glad you added those two things in. It really filled up the uh, the paragraphs I was typing, um, and it makes me very happy. Thank you. That was a very handsome answer. Uh, a handsome answer. Yes. Yeah, was, you saw my politician thumb. But the you do the. That's a great question. Yeah. And I'm going to stall now for 30 thumb? seconds while uh, the time runs out. And then Mike's got the politician. <laughs> Want to see my politician <laughs> hand? Want to see it? Oh, um, all right. Uh, so I not only got the journeyman rail, I got the whole CNC because I'm not a I coward. I got the whole Dunlap. journeyman. That was last week's news. <clears throat> so I unboxed it. After last week's podcast, I finally unboxed my CNC. And I'm looking in the box and I'm looking and I'm looking and... Almost everything is inside, and I go, "Where is the control unit? Like, where's that?" It's kind of an computer? important piece. If I, it's if kind I of an important know. piece to a point yeah. where, like, you know, you when you doubt yourself so much that they put empty boxes that are taped shut as like filler. Mm-hmm. Right. I was opening. I was like, "This is empty. I have to open." It's it. this one. At this point, no, no, I have it's to this open one. it. Did, did he feel it's, it? It feels one. so light, but I gotta open it. Did they it. fill it with helium? This might be it. Maybe. Space age. Who knows? <laughs> um. A helium for cooling. It's a helium-based controller. So I open it up and uh, science. I find out that so I'm I'm upset. The computer is not there. The control unit is not there, and I immediately call Onefinity, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no." So it looks like you bought the one without the controller. And I was like, "What? What, what do you mean I bought it without?" They're like, yeah, we like we give the option. You bought the CNC without the rails. Like, we, you know, we give the option because some people <laughs> might use different controllers. I was like, the I didn't CNC realize you can do that. Like that, you can get a different computer for it. Like, yeah, no, some some people you can use this one or this one. I'm like, that's fine. But like, what are you what are you telling me that I like did not buy this part? And then they were like, oh, that'll be four fifty. We could send it out to you plus shipping. And I'm like, hang on, <laughs> hang on one sec because I'm like checking it out. When I bought it, I guess because I checked out literally within. Three minutes of this thing going live, the Journeyman Rail, I bought the whole CNC in my cart, checked out. Yeah, as done. soon as they announced it, you were like Literally, on the like ball. Like within seconds, I, w- I was in my cart and I was checking out. So I bought it, I was cl- I was clicking through it. The way they listed it is Onefinity Journeyman X50 with controller, without controller. And you thought that was... Controller, to me, if anyone watching on the camera, is this. Xbox. It's an, it's an Xbox controller. That's an expensive controller. Xbox controller. They call... An Xbox controller, a joystick. So it gets even more confusing. And anyone that's from the same generation as Mike, Dan, and I, uh, you say joystick, and I think a single hand, like I'm either alone in a house right. or I'm playing a flight simulator. Capcom. So, yeah. It's a joystick. It's Mortal a one-handed... Mo- thank you. Well, not Mortal Kombat. Bubble, bubble. Bubble, bubble. Street yeah. Fighter 2. Yeah. So there was this whole thing, and I was talking to her, and I'm like, Fortnite. what do you mean you're charging me 450 plus change? Because if you change, you know, like change from one option to the other on the website... It's a $340 difference. So they were charging me like an extra $110 plus shipping. And I'm like, wait, if I bought this with this with we're, the machine, it would have been $340 and no shipping. So like basically I ended up having to carry them a little bit, like 
I can I I'm, like I'm not trying to be rude, but I I would love to speak to a manager. They gave me the runaround, like no, nothing we can do. Like, can I please speak to someone? I talked to them. They gave Pete me the same spiel. They were Pete like four fifty haircuts. He put a wig on with the oh, haircut, I did. Like the, I put the it on or whatever. And I was like, he's like, Bob. Okay, uh, I need to speak to your manager. Yeah, the Bob. but like I was, I, you know, I, I didn't mention like Instagram, YouTube. Not that I'm like a big account, but like I, I didn't mention any of that. I was just like, you gotta, listen, you gotta throw your social media away. I threw around. it in at the end, but when I was like done, I was like, I was looking forward to it. Blah blah blah, and I was like, what? this seems kind of like. I want to brag, I, but my last post got two hundred likes. Two hundred so likes. I think you're I gonna want to fix this. <laughs> I, I was very honest with them. Like, listen, I work in customer service most of my life. Like, this just feels like I'm getting shafted a little bit for an extra hundred and ten dollars plus shipping on an. No, item it's, it's going to be another two hundred dollars for an extra shaft. Yeah. So basically, at the end of it, they Get like it? as she was trying sure, to tell man. me the numbers. I got you. As she was trying to tell me the numbers, she realized that like it is three sixty. So they were charging, trying to charge me like standalone price. Anyways, I think I talked to Jessica over there. She helped me out. She was great. They were like, no, you know what? We'll we'll charge you whatever the difference is. We're going to overnight it to you via DHL. So I finally got it. So it was this whole epic call. I went from like a, on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 15 down to like a 9. I was like, that was cool. I was like, all right. Cool. Of anger? Of anger. Yeah. Right. Scale of 1 to 10 from 15. Oh, no. It was ah. 1 to 10, I was at a 15 when I called them because I was like, this is ridiculous. And as they were giving me like the spiel. Being in customer service your whole life, you can hear the spiel. And like, you, right, right, yeah, right. I just, it was driving me nuts. Anyways, got that sorted out. The controller came in. I uh, got that all sorted out. The spindle has been in, but I finally uh, started setting it up. I, by the way, I, this is why I love the community. I just said, oh, I got to figure out how to wire up the spindle. And I had multiple people reach out to me with full like manuals, videos, everything on how to do it. The community is fantastic. These guys are great. Uh, so shout out to, uh, David and Carlos, they helped me out a lot with how they wired up theirs. So thank you guys. And um, that's pretty much ready to go. But then as I was about to wire it up late last night, um, I had this like content creator thing chirp in my head. It was like, hey, you should be recording all of this. Why are you not recording this? And I was like, damn it. So I didn't do it tonight because I was busy. But tomorrow night, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to record it. Get the whole thing um, together. I got all my wiring, got the spindle, got everything ready. The only thing I need is the outlet for 220 or the plug itself because I don't have that either. So You have the outlet. Done, you don't have the plug. I have the outlet. I don't have the plug. So I okay. did actually flirt with the idea of just hardwiring it with a uh, like a little oh crap switch. All right. You should. It. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to finish that up before I get out there. Oh, no. That'll be done before you I need you to out. show me how to do bring, it. Bring just the little like plug part. And we'll solder it, and you'll just fly back with it. Right. I got you. Don't bring the send whole spindle, you idiot. I know you're thinking about bringing a spindle. Don't do it. Send me a picture tomorrow. Okay? Oh, God, Dan. All right. Anyways, so that's All that. Right. Um, but the cool thing is I hooked up that uh, control unit yesterday. I grabbed a screen that I have for, like, my camera, plugged it in via HDMI, configured it on my Wi-Fi, and immediately disconnected everything. I'm able to, like, run my CNC off of my iPad. It's actually really freaking cool. So I'm going to be using it in browser cool. with my laptop that's there already for the uh, laser. And I can use my iPad if I really want to. And with the shared uh, uh, the shared drive that I have set up at the house, I can model stuff in my office and then go downstairs and it's all ready on my computer, just like at the old place. So that's pretty exciting. Um, oh, I also built the table that it's on. That was that was super fun. Um, and I got my drawer slides, all that. So I'm going to finish it this week. Uh, what else? Aside from that, I got the shop finally like organized. That lev rack has literally been a godsend. I've also been buying up the entire stock of my local Harbor Freight of those like yellow and black sorting bins. <laughs> yeah. 
I got my affiliate code. I'll send it to everyone. Reach out to me, people. But I got those uh, sorting bins and I've sorted everything. Anything that was in like a cubby or a small box, I'm either throwing in a trash or I'm saving them there. Um, and then the last thing has just been, I've been helping out my parents because I'm going to ditto Mike on this. I'm trying to prep my old house for sale, which is what he's doing. Uh, but we're selling our parents' house. They're moving back to the motherland and we got to get that place uh, all ready. But as Mike knows, once you move out of a place, you find a whole bunch of issues with it, and then you try to do things to it to raise the price. So, you know, can I right. just add that I'm I'm selling my house, my current house, for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the first offer. Yeah, and that's a steal. You should see this place. I mean, I live here. Yeah, I mean, it's there's the Hollywood Hills, and then there's the Bellevue Hills, and Dan lives in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, it's that's, the grocery sushi of houses. So that's my what's on the bench. Now, Mike, <laughs> this is going to throw in a, a wrench into our usual works. I actually want to bring up a topic for a second. And we don't usually do this. Mm. We never actually do this. We've done it like once and the guys were really mad. But, yo. Sup- I'm still mad. Sup- hold, on, I'm, hold on. We have a song. We have a song for this, for the topic. Go ahead. Hold on. I'm All right, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Um, <laughs> guys, let's talk supply chain. Because all this COVID crap was happening and, you know, it was like at the worst peak and everything. We couldn't get this and we couldn't get that. And this was lumber was hella overpriced. And now prices dipped back down. But I don't know about you guys. it They're still not back down all the way. And not only that, I, and this kind of hit me this week at my regular day job. We try to buy printers and we can't. We try to buy adapters for MacBook Pros. The microchip we issue? can't. But it's it's that's printers. They're the apparently the big issue. I'm sure is, there's a microchip in a printer. And this is something it's that microchip. was brought to my attention. And I'm not trying to like this is not it's not gonna be political in any way. But like there is a potential looming government shutdown. There is ships stuck at ports in California that literally can't be checked in. And the government port people that actually have to do all the customs work, if they're out of the job, they can't do it. There's like potentially more and more delays down the line. And it's kind of really, it's a little scary to like think about like when, you know, we thought it was getting better, but we're still really short on supplies. Like, are you guys running, Mike, you were saying you were running into that with electrical stuff, right? Oh, I'm, I mean, my electrician told me that they are having issues getting stuff. I know there's like definitely specific markets that are, or specifically supply chains that are like uh, bottlenecked. Electrical stuff, that's been for a while. As far as like lumber prices, like construction lumber prices are back to what they were before i mean remember when i built a shed a year ago how expensive lumber was a year ago yeah it's back to normal prices now here i mean it's like 270 for a two by four now no it's like 364 dollars here still i mean it's not 12 it was nine dollars a two by four when i bought it for that shed granted it didn't go as high for uh, us we we i think peaked around eight dollars here we peaked in high school, but the uh, the 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 electronic stuff. I don't know what the electronic stuff is. I know that there's a chip issue. I don't know how. Yeah, um, like even like I know there's a latex issue because that's Pros. affecting paints. Is there a latex issue? Uh, there is. For, yeah. Well, there goes my trip time. to New Jersey. Well, Sherman Williams is is oh, heavily backordered on uh, on paints. My buddy, that's the painter, the painter that was helping us yeah. out with the house. He said he he couldn't get all of his regular paints. He ended up like getting discounts on some other stuff because they can't they still can't get it. That's what I wanted to bring up. Like all the big box stores around me 
none of them have lacquer. Oh, that's right. The satin lacquer, right? Yeah, I couldn't find lacquer at any of them, but uh, or the Sherwin-Williams, they actually have their lacquer. But for some reason, all the big box stores around me, they don't, they're don't they not stocking any lacquer. It's all completely bare. It has been for weeks. It's it's still... And I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the, uh, the shortage or whatever, but it kind of makes me wonder. I don't know, but... Um... I just kind of want to bring it up because, like, we're, I think we're all still experiencing little things like that, and uh, people keep talking to me about it. Cause I haven't I keep had anything. It but oh, what are you saying, Mike? I haven't had anything that like affects anything. I'm like that affects me. I keep hearing people using it as an excuse for things, but I oh, haven't yeah. actually had it affect anything. Like, oh, COVID. I mean, COVID's real, but I mean, it's not. Well, I'm not like people are like, oh, COVID slowed us down so much, and it's like. But then you're still on time, so I feel like people are using it as a, like a, a like a built-in excuse uh, for if saying. they do okay. become late on I, things. I felt that but I like, felt that way about lumber prices. I think yes. lumber prices were only affected for construction lumber or like OSB or crappy plywood, not something that we're going to use. I think hardwoods got inflated products. with everything else a little bit, but they, not not crazy. I don't know. Like, I told Mike what I was paying. It wasn't asked, three times the price. Well, you've always been getting saying. ripped off out there. Well, it had, no, it's never been this bad. It's, it's yeah, been, that's like, really that place bad, was a little pricier, but like, I, what the prices, I mean, I quoted them like a two or three weeks ago on a live when I was telling people what I was paying and they're through the roof still. And like, they're never short on the lumber. They're always fully stocked, you know, on most of it at least. Actually, I have a harder time yeah, getting plywoods. Well, if you recall... I don't know how much I want to say about this, but we were someone we knew who dealt with hardwoods. Yeah. Uh, at the time, was saying that I mean there was definitely walnut shortage. Remember when I bought all that walnut because I was they were like, hey, we're gonna be out. Like we have three skids left. You want to buy one now? And then they did run out. They ran out for about a month. They just couldn't get walnut. But um, I don't. I mean, I haven't been there in a few months. But I mean, last time I was there, the place was fully stocked. So I'm talking about Macbeth. I mean, we it's I don't see any like actual outages on this stuff. I see that. When everything, when anything, when there's like a general inflation of prices, everybody jumps on the bandwagon and just inflates yeah. their prices. And then they use whatever excuse they can, like COVID or supply chain, to blame it on that. And then what happens is they create a demand because people need this stuff. These are goods, they're commodities. So they're creating a demand by lowering, by I feel like falsely lowering supply. And that's how they get their prices up. So yeah, I I, I, don't know. I agree. I mean, because like the other thing is too, there's other little items that I feel like are missing from the store, but the stores have adapted to like moving other stuff around to fill the gaps. You know, it's so like you don't really notice that there's like oh they're out of stock on this thing because it's just not there. Like granted, in Dan's like case, what? well, I'm just uh, remember like the first couple weeks of like COVID hitting, uh, there was. Empty aisles, empty shelves at Home Depot. Empty aisles. That was, of that was panic buying. Yeah, but yeah, well, it that was, was like Home Depot and like Lowe's as well and all that stuff. But then there, I've noticed that I would go for things and I'd go, they don't, they don't have tight bond right now. Like they just don't have tight bond at my Home Depot. And the section where yeah, the glue usually I, would be I, would be gone. It was like caulking instead of glue. And I'll be like, wait, where's the well, yeah, they don't here. ever leave any shelves empty. They're always trying to sell That's stuff the, for they, sure. The store is really know, good about I was talking with Tight Bond. Go ahead. I can't remember the gal's name who runs the Tight Bond account on Instagram, but I was talking to her, and they there is there was some sort of um, 
horsehair po- shortage. Pi- polyvinyl, it's po- <laughs> polyvinyl acetate. Is it PVA glue? I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah. The vinyl part of it is what was low, and they they're like really low on supply for for glue. But it wasn't like oh we're out of glue. It was like oh we're not doing any promotional stuff with glue right now. So they weren't out. They just weren't doing any to send any like comp bottles of glue out. Gotcha. I was I was hitting up Type Bond to see if I could get some of the uh, open extended. Extended open time. She's like, well, we can't send it to you right now. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll buy it. And I went down to the store and it was there. So it's not that big of a deal, but it's, a you know, it's yeah, something that they're making that, like, you it sound expect. like a deal. I just kind of, it hit me hard when it was like, I couldn't buy a printer of a certain model. I was like, wait, what? Or toner. Like it was running. Like, I, I think that's probably the microchip but, issue. But that's, I yeah, mean, that I was reading the tech that, side of it. It just made me think of like, we're still dealing with certain supply issues uh, on our end here. I think they're saying that like a lot of the new um, vehicles coming out aren't going to have some of the features they yep. typically would have until like 2023, 2024. So Dan's doing chopsticks. So, so I think well, while Dan's doing chopsticks, that actually brings me to a great <laughs> point is uh, during all of this shortage, all this stuff running out, um, the one rock solid supply chain that we've been dealing with has been Merca, Merca, Abernet and Sanders. Never run out of supply. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that was a free nice. pitch there. No, but, but like, Thanks. no, there's Thanks, there's Merga. definitely some brands that like Dust didn't free. feel it at all. And then you had like Festool, like really running out of like parts for making other parts. It's crazy. I don't know. I just kind of want to bring up the yep. topic because it seems like it's been a year and a half and wow, it's it's still impacting stuff. It's kind of crazy. But it's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't seem like it's going away anytime Dan, soon. Dan, do you also want to say it's crazy? Uh, it's crazy. Okay, now we can go to questions. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, do we have a questions song? No, we don't have that. Do we? Wait, why don't um, we have a questions song? I know. What's on your mind? Go, Dan, now. <laughs> okay, that was a terrible idea. Uh, this first question Jesus. is from Adam Barnett. Oh, he's the best nuts. Hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett <laughs> Custom Woodworks. So, uh, Sorry, there's a cricket in my shop. <laughs> Pete knows the pain. Philip. Uh, so I had a, a project of some pumpkin trays. I, I beat you to it, Dan. No, but uh, a customer ordered 25 of them. And I went and bought all the lumber, milled it all myself. And any of the voids, I just filled them with either, if they were small, black star bond, but there was a couple large ones, so I just filled them with epoxy to make it easy, and then I milled it all up. And one of the pumpkins had like this little clear corner from the, the epoxy fill. I thought it looked awesome. And uh, I posted a, a picture of it, and somebody commented that they hate it. They were so angry about it. And like <laughs> the, the conversation just lasted way too long with the guy. I just stopped talking to him. But I was, uh, I was wondering... What are your preferred ways to fill knots and voids without using epoxy? If you had to use something other than epoxy, what is your go-to way to fill a knot and a void? Dan? Uh, first of all, I want to say welcome to the internet, Adam. Welcome. You're going to get that a lot. Welcome. And it's funny. For once you, he's as copying you. As you. you. <laughs> As you grow, you're going to get that more and more. It's fun. Super fun. And uh, to answer your question, what I use to uh, fill knots and voids, I think we're all going to have the same answer, and I'll expand upon it a little bit. But first and foremost, I'm going to use Starbond for small cracks and voids and knots. 
I mean, that's just the easiest and the best way to do it. Um, anything larger than that, and you said other than epoxy, I do like... Murder wood- hornets. <laughs> uh, muddled up murder hornets in a muddle <laughs> bowl. This table's vibrating. I, I do like... I Preparation do like- D. <laughs> I do like um you know the old uh, glue and sawdust trick that that seems to work well. You know, as long as we're talking about cracks and voids that aren't that big. I mean, something that's smaller than I want to say like a quarter, maybe even smaller than that, like a dime. Um anything larger than that, I think you're just going to have to bite the bullet and use epoxy un- unfortunately. Um, just because of stability issues, uh, whenever you use like a star bond or glue and sawdust or whatever, it's going to dry or cure from the outside in. And if it's too large, you're going to, you're going to end up with a, a void that's not cured all the way, even though it feels like it's not going to be cured all the way. And it, it could possibly shrink on you and it, it could just be like really terrible, uh, I don't have a whole lot to add to that other than other than what I just said. So I want to hear what Pete has to say. Ramen and CA glue all oh the way. It makes God. great content. Am, you just chip I'm it pleading. away. I'm okay. Out. Anyways, that's yeah. I don't know why that was ever a trend. Please, whoever did that, please stop. Um. So I ditto everything that Dan said. For some larger voids, what I've actually seen people do in the past is use spray foam insulation, like the the gap fill stuff like fill it a little bit it expands they cut away whatever and then they just like fill the top layer um the other thing i'm a big fan of and i've been using random off brands for years until recently by the way thanks mike for the uh, recommendation on four minute epoxy from total boat like it's great so i've usually just used whatever i could find and it's it's great for like quick little fills that are like medium sized That, that stuff is awesome you can mix uh, pigments in there as well. It's thick too. And it cures super fast compared to like, you know, so you Four pour minutes. epoxy, you have to, you know, you got to let it cure for a little bit. You can't just like sand it right away. That four minute epoxy, I've I've applied it and sanded it, or at least with the, the instant epoxies, I've applied it and sanded it within like an hour, like fully sanded it and started finishing it up. Uh, and I think now... I think Total Boat just released UV, like UV epoxy or whatever. He didn't mute his mic. He didn't. He didn't. Just that's Dan just throwing ice. <laughs> just, just Dan's just getting ice right now. I no stand, muted mic. Mr. Freeze over there. <laughs> Can hear us. Uh, but they have UV, um, UV cure resin as well. If you can get a little UV light, and you can cure it within seconds. So that's another option that when none of us are really using these days, except for like artists. And it might actually be kind of a, you know, pretty cool bat butt solution. I don't know if I could say the other word, but whatever. It'd be a great solution because, like, if you need to cure, like, let's say you're sanding and, Mike, you find a little spot and you're like, dang it, I'm like, I'm finishing and I just see this little void that opened up. Maybe it was a bubble. If you could just put some UV cure resin in there and just cure it with the light within seconds and then sand it right away, that would be kind of cool. So that's something to look into. I want to interject real oh, fast. I heard you guys himself. talking about my ice maker. <laughs> ice maker or ice crusher? 
Yeah. yeah. Everyone. I have, the, I, have the, I have the loudest ice machine this side of the Mississippi. You have the quietest mute it. button, though. You could have used that. Oh, he's nice farting. Mike, what about okay. you? Uh, for voids, I do three things. Uh, I use epoxy, but we're not allowed to use epoxy for this. I'll use Starbond for really small ones because, like Dan said, it won't cure if it's big. And then I use another product that I actually don't really talk about a whole lot because the company that makes it, I'm not like really a huge fan of, but it's uh, it's called P-Tech by Chill Epoxy. Uh, it's a polyurethane product, and I've been using it for about three years, and it's fantastic. The product is a two-part. It's a one-to-one mix. You can be pretty close. You don't have to be super close. It will cure very well. It cures fully in like 20 minutes, and it's sandable in 20 minutes. Um, you can get it in black, beige, or there's one other color. I can't remember, but you can tint it as well. Purple. Uh, it's good for exterior or interior, and um, I use it actually quite a bit. It's a really good product, and for medium-sized things, P-Tech is fantastic. So I use it a lot. Another option that I'll use sometimes is uh, grain filler, but the problem with that is, is um, only do it if it's the end of the night because that stuff will take forever to dry, and it stinks really bad, most of them. <laughs> uh, Bruce Ulrich actually put me onto a one called uh, – well, I already forgot the name of it, but I've ordered it, and it's being shipped here. He, uh, I've used Get Good Filler, re- Good filler recently. <laughs> Pick that one up from, uh, we just mentioned his name, the guy up in Canada. Uh, you know, the guy who grew like 200,000 followers on it. Yeah, Dusty Lumberco. Um, I picked that up from, from him on, from one of his posts. And that's a really good stuff. I really like that a lot. It's a great grain filler. Uh, but if it's too big of a thing, you don't want to, you don't want to use that stuff. But basically, the majority of the filling I do, I use black. I use black. I either tint it black or I use a black finish. And, uh, that way everything kind of matches up between that's what I wanted to add. Yeah, that's what I wanted to add. If, you, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna start a filler, keep it consistent. Yep. If you're gonna use black, mm-hmm. use black throughout the whole project. Well, and if even though the black and the black, like if you do black epoxy and black star bond, there's a slightly different sheen to those products, and customers probably not gonna notice it. But I know I notice it. I can notice like, yeah, oh, that was where I put don't epoxy. Don't bounce between black star bond. using black star bond and glue and sawdust it's gonna oh, yeah, be black versus that. brown don't don't do that yeah mm-hmm. you can't do that that looks terrible so but i really do like that p-tech product and i highly recommend it as much as i'm not like it sometimes those guys are uh i've heard horror stories customer service horror stories from them and i've actually had bad customer service from them as well so unfortunately they make a really great product that i really like so uh that's my answer and that's those guys answers uh paul and david um I'm oh you know what adam did Adam did have one more uh, voicemail. Thanks, Adam. We really appreciate it. Uh, you're always coming in strong with those. I already knew. Um, <laughs> Pete was ready to go. Uh, this next question is from Daniel Langley. He's local out here. Hey, guys. How's it going? Daniel Langley in Grass Valley, California. Thought I'd give you guys a call this weekend with a question. Uh, I just recently ordered my Onefinity CNC. So I want to try to learn as much as I can in the 10 weeks of gruesome weight that I have ahead of me. Um, what kind of programs do you guys recommend? Do I jump all in and pay for VCarve or uh, Fusion 360? What What do you guys recommend? Um, I know that there's a lot of different options out there. Uh, so, yeah, excited uh, to hear what you guys have to say. Have a great week. Dan. Well, 
10 weeks. I think you're very optimistic there, Daniel. Yeah, more like Christmas. <laughs> the the wait is pretty long. Even though they tell you uh, an estimated ship date on their website, it's going to be longer. It's going to be quite a bit longer. Uh, they are very backed up. Mm-hmm. And that just... I I really like my CNC. I really really like my CNC, and I'm I'm pretty sure Pete will too. Uh, but their wait time is horrendous. However, I think you will uh, be best served to learn or get VCarve Pro. You don't have to. You don't have to bust out for the Aspire. Uh, I, I'm not real familiar with uh, all the programs. That you can get for CNCs, but I think VCar Pro seems to be the way to go. You can do a lot there, and uh, I think Fusion 360 would be a, a, a good program to learn just for the 3D capabilities. Uh, that's something that I haven't delved into quite a bit with my CNC yet. I haven't. I, I need to learn more th- uh, 3D like carving. I, I really want to do that more. But you are killing it. Dan, I, I no. mean this. No, I mean this honestly. You like. I'm doing what I can. You you played this dumb guy on TV, and like we <laughs> like we got you set up with the CNC, and we just left, and we're like, Dan's never gonna touch that CNC again. And then he's just been killing it. So I'm no genuinely like blown away about what you're doing. Uh, bow ties for days. I do. I do like to life. play the dumb guy on the on the podcast and and on line i'm not dan's really smart and on my iq tests (laughs) it's for tax benefits so that kayla can write me off i do get a tax (laughs) write-off no but for real uh definitely get uh uh vcarve pro i think uh i think that that's your best option you don't have to jump to aspire um pete what do you have to say well do something I didn't do, which is like, I knew this thing was coming. I knew the spindle was coming, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of videos out there. Go watch videos. There's a ton of videos. I hope to make one, too. But um, I did. I prepped none of it. <laughs> I'm I, sorry. What? What up? <laughs> Your statement reminded me of the office quote. Oh, inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one, I too. I hope to be a part of one, too. <clears throat> I hope to be a part of a YouTube community, too, one, one day. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but like no the thing is like prep as much as you can ahead of time build your table uh if you don't know what size you need reach out to someone that has the exact same machine the the problem i ran into was no one had the journeyman <laughs> i'm getting one of the first ones out there like i literally got one of like the first models off the assembly line um aside from the test ones out there so i was able to figure it out reach out to people that have the same machine you have you know your footprint figure out how they're running it if you go the spindle route, like Dan and I did, get get it in first, wire it up, get it all ready, ready to go. You can do a lot of the wiring. You actually don't need to hook it up to the, the CNC controller at all. So you can prep a lot of it yourself beforehand. Um, and that's that's my main advice is like figure out where it's going to go in shop, plumb the dust collection. You literally want to put this thing on a table and go. Yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm figuring actually, out. Actually, you now. made a you made a pretty valid point there. Like when I got my CNC, I the journeyman wasn't an option when I got mine. Yeah. So my footprint was well the the actual cutting capacity is thirty two by thirty two, and I think the footprint is like forty eight by forty eight. Mm-hmm. So I made my table forty nine just because the MDF came as at a forty nine width by sixty. Now that I got the journeyman rail in, 
it actually needs to be like 63 inches long. 60, so the rail is 62 inches from end of the, the, yeah, the I'm just stepper like, motor just to shy. the other end. <sighs> so 60 you can get away with because the stepper motor steps out about three inches. So oh, I can get away with 60? You can. You just have to, you have to move it away from the wall, Dan, which means oh, behind it will accumulate sawdust forever. You're right. You're right. That's fine. You're going to sell the house with it too. Yeah, it's fine. Dust, dust is free when you buy the house. Dust free. It'll, it'll create layers <laughs> like and it'll Mirko. be like the Grand Canyon. It'll be like the Grand Canyon of sawdust. Yeah, just like leave it back it'll be, there. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so like get I'll everything put, I'll pour, I'll pour epoxy down there and like solidify art. it. It'll be art. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, aside from it'll be like the like Ford Motor Company. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the, 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 the Fordite? No. Ford Motor Company like spray. Thing. Nope. All right. I'll tell you about it in Jersey. Go on. Please tell me in person in Jersey. It'll change this conversation a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it just, yeah, like, yeah, look what Dan said. Uh, you know, VCar Pro is great. I heard people use Easel and there are third party applications too. Uh, you could technically use any Actually, application that makes like and spit out G code of for like for CNCs. What's yeah, that's basically what you want. You want you want a program that can that can spit out G code. Uh, Jevin Cheney from Cheney Concepts, he actually has the Onefinity as well, and he swears by Easel. So some people swear by Easel. I honestly, I keep kicking myself because I'm I keep saying I want to learn it, but I don't. Fusion three hundred and sixty, it has a full CAM program in there, meaning machining. Uh, so computer assisted machining, like it's all built into it. You literally don't need you don't need Easel. You don't need uh, Whatever the Shapoko trash applications were, they were bad. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, or like Aspire, whatever, you could literally do it all in uh, Fusion 360 and then just run it right from there as your controller as well. Just something to keep in mind, but you do have to pay extra for it. Uh, Mike, anything to add for your Onefinity? Nope. No. All you right. guys covered everything. He's got a big voice, CNC. Ditto. He don't mess around with this stuff. Well, I mean, the software is no, pretty much the yeah. same. I mean, I mean, V-Carve, in my opinion, you, op- you go V-Carve. It, that's Pretty my good. opinion. I've, but I've never used Fusion Cam before. Aspire only offers you the ability to draw in 3D. V-Carve Pro, you can still cut the same stuff. You just can't draw it in 3D. So if you get free Fusion, you can draw in 3D, which you need to learn. Dan, can you move that closer to the mic? Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, no, if you just thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lay's, Lay's potato chips. Okay. Okay, cool. So this next question is from <laughs> Jacob Miller. Jacob. Another, Jacob. another mouth. podcast. He's Hebrew. Jacob. He's <laughs> Jacob. Jacob Miller. Nof. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jake from A Sweet Shop on Instagram. Uh, just calling in with a question about CNCs. Um so I know, Mike, I've talked to you a little bit about it, and the same thing with you, Pete. Um, but I am seriously taking a look at uh, biting the bullet and jumping into looking at at least a 4x8, possibly a 5x10 uh, CNC over the next few months. Um, all these van projects have just been, you know, it's been nice. It's been a lot of work, but it's a little bit more than what my Shapoko can handle comfortably. Um, so just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were um, on basically what the best 
bang for your buck, uh, large scale CNC would be. Um, yeah, just be uh, interested to hear what you think. Thanks, guys. Dan, I have no idea. I haven't. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at CNCs beyond the the one Infinity. I don't know. I don't know what's the best bang for his buck. Um, the only CNC that I'm aware of that is four by eight is the one that Mike has. It's the the Laguna Swift. As a matter of fact, actually, let me take that back. I think uh, Avid. Does Avid make a five by ten or a four by eight? Avid makes mm-hmm. a full custom. You mm-hmm. can do whatever size you want. But I don't. I don't. Two, I don't know what the. I don't know what the cost of those CNCs are. I know they're they're quite significant when it when you compare them to the 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 smaller Shapokos or the Onefinities or the you know the X carves. <clears throat> the 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 cost goes up significantly. So you really should do your research. You know, obviously <clears throat> research is. Uh, you sitting on the toilet and pulling up Google, but uh, or Bing. I really, I really have. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mike, I think you are the uh, local expert here. Well, yeah, no. I mean, there's there's <laughs> some trade offs. I mean, what basically, I would say Avid is like the one finity of the large scale CNCs in terms of That's it kind of changed the game it. a bit yeah. because they, but it kind of changed it in the other direction. Whereas one finity is a really, really hardy and durable CNC on the hobbyist level. The avid is a not nearly as hardy CNC on the professional level. So it's kind of a closing the gap between the two. So the avid machines very realistically are going to be good for your what you need them for, Jake. I mean, very realistically. Just keep in mind it's made out of extruded aluminum. You are assembling it. And um, extruded aluminum that you're actually going to be pulling, putting together with bolts and and screw and uh, and uh, nuts and stuff. Like, that's how everything's going to be connected. Once you start getting into the machines above that, the next step up is your solid welded single body machines. And I'll tell you what. I know for a fact that when I lifted up my CNC with one fork from one corner of it, that entire thing stayed perfectly straight. Whereas if I did that with an Avid, that thing's probably going to fall apart Um, and you're going to have to redo the whole thing. So is that a real concern? It might not be. You might not need to move it very often. Yeah. Yeah, Like, are you going to be moving a lot? Maybe not. I mean, it might not be an issue, but also keep in mind. He is moving to Florida like next year well but you know what is moving a lot you know what is moving a lot that gantry is moving a lot and it's going back and forth a lot and side to side eventually things are going to come out of whack on those things it just is going to happen there's i don't see how you can avoid that like things are going to slowly start to Mm -hmm. rattle out of flat they're just going to so if that's something you're prepared for and you're gonna you're good about checking that and making sure that you're you know checking your corners and making sure everything's doing its thing and you're probably gonna go through spoil boards a bit quicker. Also, keep in mind that uh, Avid comes with just it comes with the frame. Uh, you're not it's not coming with a spoil board. Like you have to put your own spoil board on there and you have to get all that set up and dial in. You have to figure out how to attach it. They have all their they have a lot of options. Also, you can't get a vacuum bed for it. Uh, you can make your own vacuum bed and there's a lot of modifications out there you can do. Uh, my CNC doesn't come with a vacuum bed. It's the cheapest Swift model or the l- cheapest uh, Laguna you can get. Um, and mine, you can't get auto tool changer on it either. And you, 
That's a big thing right auto there. Tool, auto, auto tool, tool changer. changer. Yeah. Well, it depends uh, I mean, on the work. Auto you do. tool changer. Yeah, I mean, so when I was first getting my CNC, uh, there's a guy named Bao from Designcraft. Um, he is very knowledgeable with CNCs, and he told me, Mike, you need to get uh, CNC. You need to get the biggest table size you can afford with a vacuum bed and an auto tool changer. At the time, I couldn't. Do, I could have afforded to make the ha- that happen with the bigger bed and the auto tool changer and the vacuum table, but I didn't have the power at my house. That was one of the driving factors to move out of there. I have the Swift, and I love that machine. Um, really happy I got to jump into the CNC world with that machine. Uh, it really, I really wish that I could have gone straight into a smart shop machine and had the auto tool changer in the vacuum bed because it is, I mean, sometimes I'll do a job like I did this job for, uh, like, let's say those, um, ceiling tiles, those conversion charts I do, which I haven't done. Well, the ceiling tiles, gosh, those are five different bits for that job. That is something I could have literally just hit play and gone and done other stuff and not had to do with it, deal with it at all. I mean, other than the drilling, that's literally six hours of drilling. But the, all the profile cuts and the chamfers and everything, that would I wouldn't have to do anything. It's it would have been amazing uh, when I do my um, when I do the next run of conversion charts, which will happen as soon as the power's up in the shop. Um, I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> I can, it, it that's a four bit change mm-hmm. job for that seat for that job, and I won't. I can just put the HTP on there and let it go to town. And that's going to be really, really nice. So um, it really does make a difference in the vacuum bed. I've never experienced one, but the idea of not having to clamp down my pieces ever again sounds incredible, like incredible. I literally will sometimes do a cut and I'm spending more time yes. holding down and fastening down my workpiece than I am actually cutting it because my machine will move so fast. It will move quick, but I have to hold it down so well because it moves really quick. Like when you've got a bit moving at 550 inches per minute, like a three that inch bit crazy moving, five, fast. That's crazy fast. I mean, that thing's like, and it with will, my Amonibus, I'm lucky nightmare. to push 80, 80 inches per minute, and he's doing so 500. It, it's it gets nuts. Like you get into these numbers, and you're like, <clears throat> and it's dangerous. Like you need to make sure it's held down right. So anyway, um, in terms of like answering your question. I, I can't like fully answer your question. You need to kind of look into it a bit. Obviously, I'm a, Lagu- a huge Laguna fan. I love my Laguna machines. Uh, I'm really excited about the new CNC that's going to be coming. Um, there are other options out there. I mean, uh, some people swear that you need uh, ball screws on all three axes to have a va- have a CNC. Um, that's what you'll have to get into, like from an Onsred or a Shopbot. What's that? Yeah, I was gonna say what what CNC does uh, April use? She has several CNCs at this point. Shopbot, right? April and Laguna. She has, Laguna. Sa- oh, she she has two Shopbots as well, and a sh- or sa- Shop Saber. You're right. Shop it's Shop Saber and a Shop Shop Sabra. Sabra. She has a Sabre Shop Saber. Sabre. And a- <laughs> Sabre. That's right. The Saber is Shop a, Sabre, a couple Shop Sabers and a Laguna. On that one, that's the fancy one yeah. she got. Yeah. So the the Shop Sabers are, I believe, those are all ball screw all the way yep. around. So. Um, I'm not as convinced that you need that, but if you're jumping, if you're dumping money into a CNC, like $10,000 more, you can get all ball screw. So it depends on how much you want to go in. And Jake, if you're doing these van build out things, um, I mean, it's just going to, 
you're going to kill it with a CNC. Yep. I mean, you're literally going to throw down, you're mm. going to throw down a big piece of plywood and it's going to do all this work for you. And you can start, once you start learning joinery, when you start learning, I think that's the most exciting thing for me is joinery on the CNC is the coolest thing I think you can, I just think it's so crazy. Like I did that waterfall edge and the CNC cut that waterfall edge and there was zero gaps anywhere on that thing over a 44 inch run in a two, it was, I was like, okay, this is, this is how you do this stuff. This is how you can ensure it's an insurance plan. And, yeah. but when you, when you drop a piece of plywood on there and it cuts all the profiles out and your joinery, you're just making money. So it's going to be expensive, but it's going to make you money. <laughs> so Pete. So I agree with everything these guys said. The only two cents I'll add in, and this is more from a, uh, financial standpoint than anything i totally agree that go with the biggest you can go with the whatever you can possibly get but i know you're still building your business i i've seen you within the last year not even a year go from a like 3d printed and extruded aluminum somebody like sold you a, a cnc it worked fine but then you upgraded to a shapeoko and now you're thinking about going big just know that and this is not a popular option but there is a 4x4 Laguna Swift vacuum bed. Maybe that's all you need. Maybe the parts you're cutting will would fit on there a half sheet. There is. There's a 4x4. Yeah. I was, I was oh, looking. you can get the Swift 4x4 with a vacuum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. And, and we're just, just a regular Swift or other brands too. Like the, the like you said, the, what's the one? The one is extruded aluminum. Axiom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do that too. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is it, obviously the biggest you can Avid, go. Not Axiom. The, Avid. Sorry, Axiom doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest you can go possible, the better. But I just want to give that out as an option. You're thinking about moving to Florida. You might not have a 100% choice of like what your shop's going to look like, or you might need the space for something else. So just consider that as an option. A lot of people don't talk about like a 4x4 or something because it's like, well, if I'm going to pay $13,000 for a CNC, better be a big. Like, no, it's still a fantastic CNC with full pass-through if you really want it. So that's that's one option. The other thing too is, uh, and this is kind of from a business perspective, if this place is driving you to get a machine that is potentially kind of way out of your price range, you can, you know, you obviously you can take out a loan on it. They offer financing, all that stuff. But maybe if possible, get something on a, like some kind of contract with them, like that they will, they guarantee you that they will have another couple of runs from you, something that will ensure that you are going to get your at least some of your money back on this machine that you're getting right 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 if it's a big enough investment you know if you have to spend let's say thirty five thousand dollars forty thousand dollars on a cnc you want to know that you can at least get 10 plus from this company that's essentially forcing you into this business because as much as i hate to say this and i really don't like recommending this you might also be in a position to walk away from the deal where it might not be worth it for you I hope it's not. I hope you can actually take this job on and get a big CNC because they're they're pretty cool. The last thing I'm going to recommend is uh, reach out to all of the, I don't want to call them no-name brands, but I want to call them no-name brands. It's the ones that we don't hear about a lot, like, you know, Penguins 1 or I can't even think <laughs> of like a lot of the names. Penguin 1 rings a bell because they were literally begging people to take a 5 by 10 CNC off their hands. Because no Didn't, one uh, Maker's Workshop has it. Yes. Because they were like, we'll take it. We'll make it happen. Doesn't 
we don't care. We'll make it happen. So they got a like a phase converter for their electrical and everything. Caleb runs that account. He's like the manager for the whole. Yeah. So, but like, there's companies out there trying to get their products out. Uh, There's another one that's the obviously the CNC is coming from uh, overseas, but they're based out of Orlando. That uh, Justin from Rusted Grains is getting as well. I'm blanking on a name. Like he got a good discount. Reach out to these companies because they might go. Oh yeah, we'd love for you to have one of our machines. Here's 15, 20% off. And now you're not paying full retail price. Here's the thing that I want to add to what Pete just said. When when you go with those companies, they don't necessarily have a community behind mm-hmm. them. When you go with a Onefinity or a Shapoko or uh, an, an Avid, they have community support. Yes. That is huge, especially yes. when you run into problems or... Uh, snafus or whatever. I just so want to give them that all the options. Yes, you are 100% no, I, correct. I, I, I agree. I, I understand. That's I understand. one of the reasons I still recommend the Shapoko. I'm like, well, if you need a certain size, got a great community and tons of resources. But yeah, there's... Community is huge. Yeah. It's it's a great resource. But there's a lot of options out there. And, you know, make one sure... One thing I will say is the price. bigger machines, the Good. bigger machines, they're all the same machine with a different sticker on them so the thing is is like they all they all basically come from the same like handful of factories out of taiwan and they just have different labels slapped on them and they're hit to different tolerances and the different requirements from the brand but by and large if you get one in like the twenty thousand dollar range it's probably gonna have the exact same controller as the other one in the twenty thousand dollar range it might have some different bells or whistles on it but generally speaking they're all pretty much the same like you can Get on a CNC forum for that sort of range and be like, hey, this part is out. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can use this one. Yeah. And here's the cheapest place to get it from eBay. So the the, the support exists for the big machines as well. I think when you get into like the uh, the Avids where they're very proprietary, like that's was like they kind of deviated from the path and they've got all the extruded stuff. Those are from all, my friend Ty has one. Uh, Katz Moses has a couple of them, I believe, of, them, of the Avids. Uh, I, I think he's got two now. Those Correct. machines, they're going to do a great job. Yeah. You just need to understand their limits. And if you're good with that, and if you're good with that, then go with it. For me, I didn't want to have to assemble a CNC or deal with parts coming loose. And I love Laguna. So there's some bias in, on that statement as well. So anyway, uh, the next question is from uh, Kevin Hemphill with Lefty's Workshop. He has this to say. Hey, guys. This is Calvin from Lefty's Woodshop, long-time listener, first-time caller, I was wondering if you're going to do a road show of your podcast when the WorkbenchCon comes up. Hope so. Can't wait to see you guys there. Love you a long time. So, long story short, no. However, we're going to be kind of all over the next year. I mean, we're we're going to be in Eastern New York, upstate New York, with a bunch of makers uh, next week. We're uh, potentially going to another location, somewhere in the Midwest, more west part. It's more west. Um, and then That's not the, Midwest. It's very, it's Midwest. very west. Very, it's very, very, very west. Very west, Midwest. It's California. Basically. No, it's, it's not. Uh, quite. Nevada. It's she, Nevada. She said the word. It's, it's one hour and 30 minutes from me. We, we, we want bottomless <laughs> shrimp at a buffet. We're going to Nevada. Um, but it's the, uh, we're doing that. It's the West Middle East. We're going to Can I get seafood in Nevada that's fresh? We're 
we're going to Mike's new place, and this is all by like February. Yeah. So we're gonna be well, WorkbenchCon. We're trying. We're gonna figure something out to yeah. do a show there with people there. So. There's we've we've like just to like lay it out there. We've talked about even like going to like Salt Lake City or like random towns for like. Well, well, not for the random, but like I don't think the Salt Lake be... City's on the table anymore. Yeah. Well, Tevin from I think Reddy's we should still go. Wood shop. I think it, I think we should make something happen up there. I think that'd be really fun. I think we can 100 really good because like we we're kind of invested in this. Like we we love to be able to see other locations, especially head up. Yeah, all of these. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I just put your glasses the, on. The, right now. the I do right. Yeah, I, it's I look, once like, now that you have glasses on, I can't see you without them. Put them back on. Daniel Squints Dunlap. I love that movie. Um, what was I going to say? Now that now that we don't have like uh, a sponsorship in that area, it, it feels like should we go? Uh, yeah, there's good people. Out yeah, there. so I mean, there's no road there, show, though? but there's definitely uh, AWP across <laughs> America. What's up? <laughs> I've had these on the entire episode. No, you haven't. You just took your glasses <laughs> off. You can finally see. Mike, I'll take them off. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Uh, you answered the question. Cross it across yeah, I mean, we're gonna be We should get sure. a Winnebago. Yeah, we really we're, want. And just, we're going to be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. We we really want to. I mean, I can't wait to have these guys out to my house. I'm so excited. Like, I love it here. I'm really, really. You better excited have that bar house, up so and running. That's all. I mean, I, if I'm going to come out, I can't wait to have you guys to my house because you better have that bar yeah, up. We've not done too. that yet. I get it. You have a bar. It's cool. I have a sex dungeon. I don't have a bar, but I'm going to make one. Gonna, oh, I'm going to make a sex America. dungeon. America. <laughs> Dust free. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. There. This is the last episode we're doing until we go out to Pete's house. I'm so Dan, we're going to eat so, so many carbs so before Mike's, Mike gets I'm here. I'm so pumped. <laughs> you can eat them while I'm there. It's no, fine. It's, it's dirty. I don't want to. I'm going to eat so many bagels. It's gonna spin them on your finger, ha ha ha, like a just chipmunk or something. <laughs> and I want some real pizza. Right. Oh, you got it. We gotta go. I'm about to fall asleep. Let's go. Right, one more oh, question, man, right? Real okay. pizza. I might. I might. Have oh, to I eat. didn't do no, a 82 fact. Oh, Hold on. wait. Oh, oh no. Every... Big thanks to Merka for sponsoring this week's episode. No, Mike, Dust for standing. Is... Oh, I'm everyone's mute trying him. to stop. I'm gonna me. mute him. Okay. <laughs> Did you mute me? Yeah, he's muted. Uh, Dan, go. Oh, uh, Messier 82 is a Starburst you galaxy did this one in the approximately 12 million light years away in the constellation. Mike, I regret my decision. You should have just Ursa Major. You're welcome. Yes, wow. fact, mine. That was worth it. That was uh, big. Thanks to Merca for sponsoring this week's episode. Merka. Oh, it's also awesome. the that's atomic number of lead. Uh, wow, that's some heavy facts right there. Speaking of lead. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what's this pretty right, heavy? Well, I guess we're gonna get out of here. Not Merca Sanders. <laughs> They're light and uh, light and abrasive. Light, <laughs> light, light abrasive with an L. That's what I'm gonna be if I lose. T- Doesn't it look like Dan like two different color <laughs> yes, areas with yes, Dan leaning back like oh, that? Yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like he's in two different zones. That's crazy. It looks like someone just sliced like a line down, down the, middle. the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, right no go no, back no. on the other side. 
All right. Big thanks to Merca for sponsoring the show. You guys are awesome. Dust-free sanding is amazing. If you haven't checked out the Merca sanders, uh, we highly recommend them. They're great. They're really great sanders. We really stand behind them. And uh, we just appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Uh, if you guys wanted to support the show, go check out patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. Or share the show. Share the show with someone. Someone you know. Someone who you think might like the show. We're always looking for new listeners. Uh, new Random listeners people wanted. on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Hot Rod? They have a friend named Richardson, and he's just throwing <laughs> flyers at people randomly in the movie. And if you could just make up some AWP flyers and just throw them at people and just thrust your hips, that'd be amazing. I, uh, that's, oh, if you could leave a review. What? We should make yeah, an AWP you know, flyer that's downloadable that people could like download. People and throw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's your job this week is to make an AWP promo flyer. Your and like have designer. explosions like threat level like a threat level midnight threat level like AWP. a poster, but like for the podcast. <laughs> That'd be okay, amazing. I'm on. No, uh seriously. Get us some uh, reviews. We got you know, we only got one this week, and that's about ten less than we normally get, so we're gonna need right. to fix that. We need yeah. some ridiculous Come reviews. On. Uh we don't wanna have to not play the uh the song, you know. Oh black pity, Yeah, that one. No. Yep. Uh so so please, please get him in. Dan sounded like he was sick. Like he needed to go to the doctor or something. <laughs> like his chest cold is really acting up and he tried to sing. He's such a trooper. No, anyway, big thanks to everyone. You guys are the best. Thanks for following along. We will what talk about my song week. for uh, be... What's on the Bench? What's on your mind? What's... No. Hello, no. Or for no. questions. That's voicemails, yeah. Coffee, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Bills. Uh, well, next week we'll be in uh, New Jersey. Um, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. That's we, uh, the perfect reaction. I'm, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to okay, say. Okay, bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. See bye, you guys bye, next bye. week. Bye Coming bye. Bye bye. 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 Oh my God, who the hell cares?